0: Hey everyone, this is Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler and the most recently published, The 4-Hour School Day. Well, here's how things work. When you publish with a publishing company, they help you out. They do a lot for you until the book launches. And then that starts to sort of wane after several weeks. So that's I'm in the waning uh, season right now. And so what ends up happening is I sort of have to pick up on more of the promotion of the book and that kind of thing. And the publishing company doesn't, they kind of stop doing the paid ad campaigns and all of that. And the reason that I'm sharing that with you is because at the end of the day, the thing that's really going to get this book into the hands of other parents is you. At the end of the day, if you love the book and you share it with your friends, that's going to be the best way for it to get out there, you know, because truthfully, when I started this whole process of of writing this book, I just gave it to the Lord from the get-go. And all along the way, I have put it in His hands because He was so faithful to take my little self-published book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, and put it into the hands of over 30,000 parents over the past few years, which just blows my mind that uh, that, that many books would sell and I wouldn't, a publishing company wouldn't be involved in, and it would just be the Lord getting it out there. And so, all that to say, I loved working with the publishing company. They have been wonderful in so many ways. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I've got to take this back over. And I'm just, you know, here to say if you love the book, please share it with your friends because that's uh, that's the best way for it to get out there. And my prayer from the very, very beginning has been, God, please put this book into the hands of as many parents, every single parent that you want to read this book. Please just, just put this book into their hands. And so I feel like... You all are a big part of that because there's something about the homeschooling community. We're, we're very we're, we're very well connected, and when we love something, we want to share it with others. So I'm just asking that if you love the book, please share it with other people. If you haven't checked it out would you go check it out? Because I have a really strong suspicion that it'll be a great encouragement to you Um, because the feedback I have been getting has been wonderful. And uh, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful to the Lord for the opportunity to be able to share the things that He has shared with me. Um, So go check out the four-hour school day either on my website or at any of your favorite booksellers. Oh, and by the way, for all of you who uh, put a review up on Amazon, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We made it to that 50 mark, which makes the algorithms change so that um, it puts it automatically puts the book in front of more moms who are kind of looking for a similar type book. So, anyway, enough of that. I want to move on today and talk about something that has really been on my heart lately. You know, with all that's been going on around us, my heart's cry to the Lord has been God, give me wisdom. I need wisdom more than anything right now. You know, and I don't mean just me. I mean we, as parents, we as the church. The thing, the number one thing we need right now is we need wisdom. And I think about what uh, Proverbs has to say about wisdom, and it has a lot to say about wisdom. But I, I kept that that verse that talks about. Um, you know, wisdom crying out in the streets and and encouraging us to just seek it with everything that's in us, to search for it as for hidden treasure. That is where we need to be right now. Um, and so I, I was going to share a little story because today I was working out in my garden. And now, first of all, Many of you may have heard this story, but i'm going to I'm going to tell it again really quickly because it's a great parallel to parenting. It's a great parallel to homeschooling. And it's this several years ago, I grew a very, very large garden, and I had um, one year in particular that I had this just amazingly abundant harvest. It was so much more than all the other years that it really got my attention, and I had to ask myself, what did I do differently? What changed this year that I didn't do the other years? And I knew exactly what it was. I had gone out to that garden every single day, day after day, week after week, checking on every plant, assessing the health of every plant and of everything that was going on in that garden. I had a heads up on everything that was happening there, and I could waylay any big disasters because I was out there every single day. Some days I was out there for longer. Other days I was out there for shorter amounts of time, but it was the plotting the faithfulness of showing up every day that really lent itself to this amazing harvest that I had and I have likened that to parenting having this pulse on your children physically mentally emotionally spiritually every day and then also on their homeschooling so fast forward to this year I had a garden going and um at one point I had to leave a few weeks ago because I had a homeschooling conference that I was speaking at, and it's something that God has called me to do. And I had our son just sort of like looking at the garden and just sort of watering it. He doesn't really know what to watch for because I've never had big—I didn't have a big problem last year. And last year was the first year that I had a garden in this new place that we live. And I didn't really have a problem with it last year. And But I was out there very regularly last year. Anyway, so I was not out there— over the last few weeks, three or four weeks. And I finally got back out there today. And you guys, it was a sad state of affairs. That garden had been overtaken, not just by weeds. That wasn't even really the biggest problem. It was bugs. These Japanese beetles had just gone absolutely crazy. Now, I had a trap out there, and it it looked like it was working to start with. But I hadn't been out there myself to go and see what was actually happening. And they literally infested and ate these plants. And and the thing is, this garden was neglected. It was neglected. I, I fully admit it. I couldn't be out there every day. But we paid the price. So these plants that had just produced beautiful zucchini, beautiful cucumbers, just were sickly and pale and had just, there was no coming back. Okay. The interesting thing about this is once the bugs start, even one type of bug starts to take over, it makes the plants weakened and they become more vulnerable to more bugs. And I noticed there were not just these one type of bugs, the Japanese beetles out there, but there were others as well, because they could sense there was weakness in the plant. And and then also the weeds come in. And have you noticed, if you've ever gardened, the weeds that grow near... Uh, the weeds that grow with certain plants tend to look like those plants. They're like a counterfeit. It's it, And it, all of this just reminded me how sin comes as counterfeit versions of God's blessings so we see something we think it's a great thing it looks very similar to a blessing from God and we grasp for it or we allow it into our garden and it and it begins to destroy it and i was just so so uh, amazed at the parallel in that garden, we've got to be very watchful, not only over um, you know our physical garden, but what I really want to relate it to is our own hearts. Um, it applies to our own hearts. It applies to our parenting. We have to be really wise, and this is why I was mentioning at the beginning, and why I've been feeling just this strong urge to just seek wisdom with all of my heart, and to encourage you to do the same, because we live in a very deceptive world. We live in a world where Satan is roaming the earth, seeking whom he may destroy. And the evidence is all around us. But I want to encourage you that God promises that if we ask for wisdom, that He will give it to us. James 1, y'all know, it's one of my favorite passages. Any of you lacks wisdom— Let him ask of God who gives generously without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. And that is where I have found myself in the past, when I have asked God for wisdom and then run and tried to find it myself or to uh, turn to man's wisdom rather than waiting for God's wisdom. Because often in order to find God's wisdom— Part of the searching is the waiting on God and asking Him and waiting some more, because it's in the waiting that God does amazing things in our hearts. But we're not a very patient people. We're not a very patient culture. But it would behoove us to, in this day and age, and especially in this time, to carefully, carefully take the time to seek the Lord for wisdom as it applies to our own hearts, as it applies to parenting, as it applies to homeschooling. Some of you may have listened to a recent podcast I did on giving your children the importance of a biblical education. We can be educating our kids at home and not be giving them a fully biblical education as the Word teaches. And if you go back and listen to that podcast, you'll hear um, what that actually means, and it doesn't... it, it. You know, I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed and think, oh, it's this big, huge thing. When the reality is, it's about the simple things, it's about walking out wisdom before our kids and modeling it for them, pointing our kids back to the word just throughout the day as we're living life alongside of each other. It doesn't have to be complex and complicated. It actually should start in a very simple way, especially in those early years. And then later on, we can dive into more of the deep apologetics. But I want you, if you haven't listened to that, to go back and listen to it. It's the importance of a biblical education. And included in that is a message from one of the elders at our church uh, who just gives a very solid biblical case for that. But back to what I was talking about with um, just being faithful— to seek wisdom. And one of the wisest things that we can do, the place that it actually starts, is to be faithful and keeping a pure heart before God. So parents, we need to, first of all, bring our heart before the Lord each day and ask Him to search it, to show us if there's anything that we need to turn from. Because at the end of the day, when God reveals sin to us, it is a blessing. And because we have, we have a remedy, we have a remedy for the sin. We have a remedy for the problem. Jesus is the remedy. So when we, He points out, we don't have to be afraid for God to point out sin in our lives. We can safely go to Him and say, here's my heart, Lord. Please come and look at it, examine it, and show me if there's any wicked way in me, if there's any sin in me. There's a song that I'm going to include in the podcast notes that I would love for you to listen to. It's called Here's My Heart, Lord. It's by Shane and uh, Shane. But so it starts with us as parents bringing our hearts before the Lord, letting Him do His work in us, and then to be faithful to keep a pulse on where our kids are each day, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, throughout the day, checking in with them, asking the Lord for wisdom along the way. You guys, this is what this is what God is going to use to direct our families, to show us what He has for us, to really instill His word and His ways in our children. That is what we are called to. And then also to keep a pulse on our kids, to be faithful, to keep a pulse on our kids' homeschooling. I remember at one point I was checking this kid's schoolwork every week, maybe two weeks. Well, I found out after a fair amount of time that one of our kids wasn't actually doing her math every day. She was saying she was doing it when I asked her, but she wasn't doing it. And so at that point, I decided every single day I would do what I did in my garden. I would check in with each child. I would go over what they'd done because we we encourage independence from a really early age. A lot of their schoolwork they did on their own. So they would even check it on their own because I think that helps them learn more is by checking their work and seeing what they did wrong so I would go over everything with them every day and we'd go over well these this uh, this was wrong what you know what do you know what you did wrong here and have them be able to explain it to me there's a whole lot of learning that's happening right there just with that simple accountability every day and then I waylaid any, Major disasters when it came to homeschooling, because you know if a child isn't picking up on a concept and you're three weeks into lessons, you got to go back and start over to make sure that they got they get the concept and then go back through everything. And that is so discouraging for us, and it's discouraging for them. So it's really great to exercise wisdom in that area and really keep um, a pulse on what's happening with their homeschooling. I want to read to you Proverbs 3, 1 through 18, because this was something that I read this morning that I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like when the Lord gives us something, we're not to just keep it to ourselves. If we have the opportunity to share it with someone, we do. And so, you know, I love the fact that I have a podcast because if there's no one else around to talk to about it, um, I can talk to all of you about it. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to share with you Proverbs 3, 1 through 18 Because this is actually where the Lord very clearly directed me this morning. You know, some mornings you just sit down and you're kind of like, okay, well, let's see. Uh, Maybe I'll read some chapters in in this book or whatever. Today was just so clear. There's just some days that are like that. God was going, go to Proverbs. And then it was like, go to Proverbs 3. Okay. So I went to Proverbs 3. Here's what it had to say. My child, never forget the things that I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. So, parents, you have gained a certain amount of wisdom already up to this point. Don't ever forget that wisdom, don't set it aside. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring the wisdom he's already given you up to this point to your mind throughout the day as needed. Um, So, we want to live from that place of uh, wisdom that God has already put in us. And then we also want to continue to seek out more wisdom. Because here's what it's saying. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Who doesn't want a satisfying life? It goes on to say, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. We don't see a lot of kindness happening around us, do we? No, no. Let's not let loyalty and kindness ever leave us. Even in dealing with our children, are we loyal and are we kind to them? It says to tie these things around our necks as reminders. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. We want to have a good reputation with our children as well, right? So let's let loyalty and kindness never leave us. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Another translation says, acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Sometimes that periodic stopping throughout the day and saying, Lord, what do you want in this situation? It says here that He will show you what path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. You know, at the end of the day, God does not—he he hates worry. He hates anxiety. He hates complaining. So if these things are not good, and I maybe even go as far as to call them evil— We want to turn away from them, and and God's giving us a remedy here that instead of having bodies that are wrought with worry—you know, this affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually—he's saying you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones if you will fear the Lord, which is to put Him first and above all, and turn away from evil. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Okay, so, we want to give the Lord the first fruits of every day our time, our money, our hearts. We want to bring those to the Lord. Then He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. These were signs of great blessing in this culture. Um, that Solomon is speaking from. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. That goes back to what I said earlier about being faithful to keep our hearts pure before the Lord and that he is safe to do that with. He is safe to be vulnerable with. He is safe to say, Lord, this is the part of me that I know I have been keeping from you and hiding from you and just not wanting to be raw with you about. But I'm going to I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to be raw and honest and open with you about that. And the Lord corrects us, and He does so lovingly. And when the Lord corrects us, it feels good. We're actually like—I don't know how to explain it. Most of you know what I'm talking about— It's like, yes, you're like, oh, I do want to turn away from that. And at the same time, you feel loved and you feel like, I don't want to do that thing anymore. And so God is safe to be vulnerable with. He is safe to allow us to correct, allow Him to correct us. Then it goes on to say, joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And here's what she has to offer in the last couple of verses. Listen to this. This is wisdom he's talking about. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left she will guide you down delightful paths and all her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. There it is again, value wisdom. Seek it with all your heart and understand that true wisdom only comes from God. You know, there's a difference between knowledge versus wisdom. We want our children to acquire appropriate knowledge. We want to acquire appropriate knowledge, but the amount of knowledge out there is limitless. We have to have our focus on wisdom, okay? Knowledge versus wisdom. Wisdom is, knowledge is helpful, but only in so much as it applies to wisdom only in so much as we use wisdom to apply it, I guess is what I should say. So let's be discerning in the amount of information and knowledge that we take in and that our children take in. We want to be wise gatekeepers of that. And it's interesting because in the Proverbs, it notes that even animals like ants and rock badgers and locusts and lizards are wise. How can that be? Well, it's not because they are so smart they have, or they have great intelligence, but because they know how to navigate life skillfully. Wow. That's, let me say that again. This is not because they have great intelligence, but because they know how to navigate life skillfully. All right. This is what we want. This is what we want for our children. We want to grow children who are wise and navigate life skillfully. We are modeling wisdom for our children. We are showing our kids how to navigate life skillfully with our feet firmly planted in wisdom. And we know that wisdom, true wisdom, can only come from God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the reminder today to seek wisdom, to seek understanding, to search for it as for hidden treasure Help us to be patient, Lord, and to wait on you as we ask you for the wisdom that you say in James you will generously give us. God, now more than ever, we need your wisdom. Help us not to settle for counterfeit versions of it. Help us not to settle for counterfeit anything, counterfeit blessings, what things that appear to be blessings but are really things that are going to eat us alive, that are going to eat our children. We, we want... We want our children to be blessed. We want them to grow up healthy and strong. But we need your wisdom as to what that's going to look like, what that needs to look like um, as we walk out the principles that you have placed in front of us, Lord. Uh, give us wisdom each day to be faithful, to walk in obedience to what you direct us to do, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your wisdom that you pour out on us. Thank you for these children and the opportunity that we have to to invest in the next generation, to invest in their lives, Lord. We are not just investing in our children. We are investing in our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. May we be found faithful in Jesus' name. Amen.